0: We are back. Yes. Amy, you're back. I'm back. Thank you. I missed everybody. How's your, your strep throat's all done? Done and over. I can breathe. I can breathe on you even. <laughs> or breathe that way. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, everyone's happy that, that you're back. Thank you. I hope Chris enjoyed it. He
1: did. Good. He did. He had a good time. There we are. I mean, For- good enough time. Yeah. He didn't complain about it. No. So.
0: He's a great man. <laughs> Okay. He's a good boy.
1: Uh, sometimes, sometimes yeah. not so much, but oh, for the most part, he's all right.
0: Yeah, he's good. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so today we're going to be focusing on Exodus chapters 21 through 29. Okay. We're covering a lot of Exodus today. Yes, we are. Um,
0: but if you would you mind starting us in prayer? Sure thing. Okay. Heavenly Father, I know you are with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I am studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name, we pray. Amen. 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 Alrighty.
1: Hey. So we let's recap real quick uh, what we learned in chapters nineteen and twenty. Uh, it's pretty concise. Um, you know, the Lord had we, it started off with the Lord telling Moses, to consecrate the Israelites, which meant getting them physically, spiritually ready to, you know, be in front of God, to right. meet God. And the Lord was on top of Mount Sinai. He was ready to give Moses the Ten Commandments, you know, his foundational rules. And and then the Lord provided the Ten Commandments. Yes. And that's basically what we covered. Did Was there anything else you wanted to no. go
0: over? No, just wonderful, wonderful vision of that. In my mind, yes.
1: All this whole part. I know. This whole part, it's like, oh, you can just kind of see it. Yes. Uh, Okay, so let's move to chapter 21. Now, uh, as I mentioned, God provided the Israelites with the Ten Commandments. You know, the Egyptians, they, uh, not the Egyptians, the Israelites, they only knew the way of the Egyptians, their culture, and, you know, their customs and whatnot. But now God's kind of laying it out. This is how you're supposed to live your life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in great detail. It wasn't like kind of blasé rules. He's like, this is it. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Now, did you have any notes in 21 that you wanted to talk
0: about? I did, about the laws, yes. why they were given. Mm-hmm. So the laws were given because everything we do has a consequence. How many times have we said that to our children? Oh, there's a consequence for every action, good consequence or bad. Yes, um, but something's going to come of yes, it. Yes, something. As I said, it, everything you do is like dropping water in a, uh, dropping a rock in some water, mm-hmm. and those ripples are the consequences yeah. of the action. Okay, let me go on. Yeah, it is vital to think before acting, to consider the effects of your choices. Think of your plans today and consider what their long-range results will be. As we deal with others, we should keep the principles of these laws in mind. We should act responsibly and justly with all people, friends, and enemies alike. And that's not easy. No, it isn't. That's not easy. No, because we get mad sometimes. We get spiteful. I mean, we're only, we're human. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you can say you've never been spiteful, God bless you, but it's not the truth. No, that's not the truth. No. no. Now, come on. i mm no. I've been spiteful many times. Yeah. And I've acted on it. And it's wrong, and I've asked for forgiveness, but I'm not going to lie. No. No. it That is just a normal human
1: emotion. Yeah. You know, you're going to get mad at people. Yeah. You're going to get upset at people you dislike.
0: Yes. So, you know, and I remember in a part we read already, I'm sure we have, I pray we have, that he gives these laws because that's how they live. They lived by certain structure with the Egyptians. Yes. So he wanted to give them structure again, but God's, you know, God's laws. Yes. Yeah. So. It is, I, well, for me, I'm going to speak for myself.
1: It becomes like an internal struggle sometimes. Yeah. Because... Just day-to-day life, you see things that frustrate you, or you see people, you know, that frustrate you, or situations, or whatever. And, like, I get angry, and it's like, okay, calm down. Yes. You know, then I get upset with myself, because it's like, okay, you shouldn't be acting this way. Yeah. So now I'm upset at that person, and I'm upset
0: at myself. Right. But it's like, okay, chill out. Yeah. Chill out. It's okay. Learn from the situation. Exactly. Sometimes I think it's easier when when your children are littler because you're kept in check. I mean, for me, because you have these little children around you and you're, you're in teaching mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in teaching mode. These children need to be brought up a certain way. I don't know. They no. always have eyes on you. That's true.
1: That's true. And yeah. when they're older they're like you know that they're still watching and listening, but not as much.
0: Yeah. Because they're kinda into their own thing. Right. And they're not with you all the time like they were and you know, I don't know. I I do, I think that
1: I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And the last thing you would want to do as a parent is teach them horrible things like that, you know, like well, if you're mad at someone, it's okay to cuss them out all the time. Yeah. Now listen, we've all cussed out people in the yes. car, and like you said, you're you are probably fibbing if if you're right. saying, "Oh, that's not me." Right. But you know, you keep it in check. Yeah. And and I've even told, uh, well, the little one, especially, uh, you know, like I got mad at that person and. Yeah, it was kind of a jerky thing what they did, but it wasn't cool what I did. So Yeah. yeah, just be real.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly.
1: Thank you for joining us, everyone. Please join us next time as we continue our discussion in Exodus. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us as we continue our conversation in Exodus. So uh, first up in chapter 21, um, they had the laws for owning a Hebrew servant. So they, you know, they had servants back then. Yes. And um, so, you know, God explained how long that, the, that he could serve you, what happened if he had a family, uh, what happened if a man sold his daughter as a servant. You know, in the notes, it had said the Hebrews, though freed from slavery, had slaves or servants themselves. A person could become a slave because of poverty, debt, or even crime. But Hebrew slaves were treated as humans, not property, and were allowed to work their way to freedom. The Bible acknowledges the existence of slavery, but never encourages it. Um, So then it talks about, in chapter 21, uh, personal injuries. And, you know, even providing laws if a man hits a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely. And I wanted to read this because this this was a section that yes. I needed to ask you about. Um, but So here, it's Exodus chapter 21, verse... Oh, see, I did that incorrect. 21, uh, 20, I believe it's verse 25. If men who are fighting hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn
0: for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Amy, what, what verses is that? Um, that is verses 23 through 25.
1: Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Um, so this is something that I wanted to speak a little bit about because this is where the whole eye for an eye saying came from. Um, did do you want to read the notes
0: for that? If you yeah, sure, um, it says the eye for an eye rule was instituted as a guide for judges, not as a rule for personal relationships or to justify revenge. The rule, this rule, made the punishment fit the crime thereby preventing the cruel and barbaric punishments that characterized many ancient countries. Jesus used this principle to teach us not to retaliate judges, parents, teachers and others who work with people must make wise decisions in order to for discipline to be effective. A punishment too harsh is unfair, and one too lenient lenient is powerless to teach. As God ask God for wisdom before you judge. So those
1: verses
0: were intended for
1: the judges. Yeah. Okay. So the excuse me, so the Israelites wouldn't go out and, and, you know, harm someone out of revenge. Right. Okay. Okay. So it was left up to the judges and to God. Yeah. And then you left it at that.
0: Yes. Okay. And then as, as time went on, as it says, you know, now in today's world, judges, parents, teachers, and others who work with people must make wise decisions for discipline okay yeah you know one thing that i know that when my kids have been in school and i know one of one time my daughter was bullied and the person that was in charge at that school wasn't a christian and here where we live If there's a situation at the school, you don't get to know what happened to the other child. When you say, okay, okay, my daughter, this is happening. What happened to the child that did this to my child? Well, we we can't tell you that. Or if they both fought, your child's getting two weeks um, of whatever. My kids never got sent, but your child's getting two weeks, whatever, home, uh, taken out of school. What about the other kid? Well, we can't tell you that due to laws. That's now, okay. W- when, I, when that happened, I was so upset, I told myself, from this point on, I'm going to be darn sure I'm good friends with the principals of the schools. Oh. And we took her out of that school.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I'm never going to get to know what happens to another child if my child's ever in a situation, but I'm going to know the character of that principal. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. And I'm going to know, number one, if they're Christian, I'm going to know, okay, if I do, if I know the character and I don't like it, I'm, I'm going to know that I need to go to the person above them to say, look, I know my child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What steps? I made it a point because this is my child. Mm-hmm. You want a person that has high character. Yes. And is a believer, in my opinion.
1: Okay, Nessie, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit on okay. that because I think, sure. I mean, I I want the person to be a believer, but I think you can be, Either. somewhere in okay. on your
0: journey with God. Yeah, but still have high character. Yes, you can. One hundred percent. I agree with you. I agree, but I think that if, in my opinion, your morals of a believer. And I think your morals play a part in your decision making. True. I'm yes, I yeah. agree with you. You know, I think we live by this eye for an eye mm-hmm. in our homes. Your home and my home. Yes. Like look, you did this, this is what's gonna happen. I seen Karsten not be respectful to his interpreter one time and I know he was joking mm-hmm. and the interpreter knows he's playing but it's not a way that he should play with the interpreter Yeah, in the way that he's raised mm-hmm. I made him write a letter of an apology yeah. be- you know and I'm sure you would have too that's good but like I said some kids don't go home to nice home
1: no there are a lot of parents who don't care one bit right the kids on their own mhm uh-huh
0: or worse. Right. Like there's punishment but in a in a bad way. Right. I thought that was just so good how this was laid out. I, that is such just that little bit in this Bible mm. could teach somebody so much. Yeah. Especially if the youth group or young ones are reading that and they have the right teacher it's in their class to read that. You know what I mean? Yes. It'd stick with them. Yeah. I just think that's so good. And the way you put it, I just, it's great. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay, so
1: the end of chapter 21, uh, they explained how people were to be compensated for wrongs against them. Now, apparently, Amy, there were a lot of bull-related mishaps. Oh, yes, there was. Because... Oh, yeah. In verse 26, if a bull gores a man or woman to death and then in verse 35 if a bull injures the bull of another and it dies yeah
0: those bulls
1: there were if it's in the bible like this it must have been an issue it yeah absolutely
0: absolutely and
1: we'll get to a couple other things where it's like wow it's in
0: here it must have been an issue yeah <laughs> it it was quite a lot yeah those bulls they had a reputation for goring well that's what they do. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, was there anything else for Chapter 21? No, nothing from me. Okay. So Chapter 22. Now, throughout Chapter 22, we find examples of the, the principle of restitution, which means making you know, wrongs right, making it right. Uh, for example, if a man stole an animal, he had to repay double the animal's market value. Um, If you've done someone wrong, perhaps you should go beyond what is expected to make things right. Yes. These aren't a collection of, like, picky laws, it's in the notes, but they're case studies of God's principles in action. Uh, God was taking potential situations and showing how his laws would work in the Israelites' everyday lives. These case studies had several objectives, and there are three of them. Number one was to protect the nation... Number two was to organize the nation and then to focus the nation's attention. Mm -hmm. So that's something. Protect, organize, and then keep them focused. That's right. Yep. And now I just made a list uh, because there was quite a bit going on in this chapter. And it dealt with social responsibilities. Okay. So here are a few of the things mentioned. Um, If a man seduces a virgin, don't allow sorceresses to live. That must have been something. How did they know they were sorcerers? I know.
0: Did they whip around with
1: a a magic wand or... I don't know. A black cave and go... But anyways, I just thought... um, Those who have sexual relations with an animal. Oh. Now, it must have been a thing. if It's listed. I'm telling you. Goodness me. Somebody, yeah. Those that sacrifice to any god other than the Lord. um, Taking advantage of a widow or orphan. Lending money. Um, don't eat the meat of an animal torn by a wild beast. So there he's really, God's really going through a a list of items here. Um, Now, did you have notes for that section? I
0: had on um, 2229 where it says, you must not hold anything back when you give me offerings from your crops and your wine. Mm -hmm. And you must give me your firstborn sons. I had um, giving to God giving to god first out of what he has allowed you to have demonstrates that he has your first priority he has first priority in your life so i i look at that as like i just remember my dad he always got paid once a month so he always like had the check written out the first of the month with tithing mm. you know what i mean like you're always supposed to give your best, mm-hmm. and like in Canaan, like he didn't give his best. He just like got some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes. Because Jeff asked, "Why didn't God like him?" I said, "Well, this—he didn't give his very best." Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that sometimes. So I'm gonna be on. For me, it's a struggle for me sometimes because I, I get afraid that I'm not gonna have enough. Yes. But I have to be have faith that I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where God comes in and faith comes in. You know what I mean? But we should always give it right there in the beginning. Not wait till the end of the month saying, oh, I made it. I can give it now. Right. Making it kind of a last priority. Right. That means He's last. Mm -hmm. And we're first in His life. Mm -hmm. We're the first thing and we don't even deserve it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're like this bug that's biting him all, all the time and you know what i mean like this yeah. irritating little thing that's biting him yet he just adores us yeah so i don't know i just i just thought i'd point that yeah. out and how far for for a lot of us how
1: far down priority wise yeah. you place god yeah and what he's
0: done for us yeah and you know we're supposed to tithe 10% a month Start with 1% if you can. It just, like, don't go to 10%. If, if you don't really, like, you're so afraid. It, you're so afraid that it's stopping you from doing nothing. Okay. Start at 1%, friends. And that's okay. I think, I mean, I don't want to say it's okay. I'm, I'm saying that's what I would do. Yeah. Start there and then move up a little. And maybe start at 1% and pray every day, God... Next time, let me give one and a half, mm-hmm. even if it's one percent for that whole month. Yeah, because he will give you back tenfold. Mm-hmm. He really does. It may not be tenfold cash, but it'll be groceries. It'll be this. It'll be that. You never will want. Yeah, I'm a fine one to talk. You can. Robin's my witness. I used to be so worried about money, and I told her the beginning of this year. We always say what our prayer is. Mine was to not worry about money, and it has gone off of me. He really has taken that worry off of your heart. And I've been a believer my whole life, and look, I'm 51, and it's finally leaving me. Wow. So, friends, I'm here with you. Just try that, and you'll get there. Yeah. It may not be every month. Hey, we're not perfect. But, now, I have a question for you. Yes. Because it's very possible
1: that a lot of people listening maybe aren't attending church, right? How can how can they uh, how can they tithe or how how can they contribute in that way? They
0: can tithe to anything. Okay, I used to work at a church for many years. A lady would bring in her four checks every month, mm. the first of the month. She she liked to write them for each week. Mm. You don't have to tithe. I mean, tithe to any Christian based. Whatever you feel best. If it's a church, say there's a family mm. that you want to give anonymously. And you know what? If you have it in an envelope and you slip it under there, you did your job. Okay. If something happened to it, well, then that person was meant to get it. Yeah. There's a homeless person. Whatever. You know, you can tithe in many different ways. Okay. All right. So, so it doesn't specifically have to be to the church. No. Okay. No what if there's a whatever a missionary project whatever okay whatever you feel is on your heart okay just so it's a christian based you know oh. there you are okay thank you okay now i had a couple notes for this section sure.
1: the hebrew law code is noted for its fairness and social responsibility toward the poor god insisted that the poor and powerless be well treated and given the chance to restore their fortunes, we should reflect God's concern for the poor by helping those less fortunate than ourselves. And that comes right are. into what you were talking about. Yeah. That's all I have for chapter 22. What, what, did you have anything else? That's all else? I had
0: too, friend.
1: Okay, we're going to boogie on over to chapter 23. Uh, this chapter, it's broken up into four parts. And the first part deals with the, the laws, and justice, laws of justice and mercy. Um, you know, God said, don't spread false reports. Don't follow the crowd in wrongdoing. Don't put an innocent or honest person to death. Don't accept a bribe. My goodness. Talk about being, uh, timely and what's going on oh, in the world right now. Yes. Don't spread false reports. Don't follow the crowd in doing wrong. I mean, don't put an innocent or honest person to death. Yeah, My goodness. I know. Just fits right
0: in, doesn't it? It really unfortunately, yes, it does. Yeah. Did you have any notes for that section? I did. I said, um Justice is often perverted in favor of the rich. Here the people are warned against twisting justice in favor of the poor. Justice should be impartial. Treating rich and poor alike, giving special privileges to either rich or poor, only makes justice for everyone more unlikely. This is the part. Withstand the pressure of the crowd to sway your decision about a person. Let the fairness God shows to each of us guide your judgment. Mm. Again, that's the only person that we have to answer to. That's right. Is God. And what's going on in the world we know that this will be to his good yes in one way or another
1: yes and we
0: all we all just have to remember that that's it that's all you i mean don't fear don't live in fear no no no. just know that that that's who you have to answer to and that's it Mm -hmm. you don't have to answer to the president your governor You answer to god yeah um I had a
1: couple notes for that section. Making up or spreading false reports was strictly forbidden by God. Gossip, slander, and false witnessing undermined families, strained neighborhood cooperation, and made chaos of the justice system. Destructive gossip still causes problems. Even if you do not initiate a lie, you become responsible if you pass it along. Don't circulate
0: rumors. Squelch them. That could be written in the front in the front page of the newspaper today.
1: Ouch.
0: I mean, if somebody honestly, and if someone said this was written thirty years, whatever. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. it should like this. Just this should be on on the front page and the front fr- of yeah. everything. And and so when people say the Bible doesn't have nothing for today, well, let's just go to page one seventy three here, friend. <laughs> because this is exactly what's going on today. Instead of watching the news, read your Bible. Yes. Put it on, get it on on audio. Yeah. And just put it in your ears. Yeah. Listen to that.
1: Amen. Talk with a good friend. Maybe you have another friend who's who's, you know, maybe reading the Bible with you or uh maybe is a little more well versed. Yeah. Just chat with each other. Absolutely. Don't turn everything
0: off. Yeah.
1: Turn your phone off. Absolutely. And like we've said before, we're not saying be ignorant. Right. We're not saying be ignorant. Just goodness. Mm -hmm. Everyone just needs to kind
0: of calm down and get a grip. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's the best thing I've heard today, what you just read.
1: (sighs) Um, The other note that I had for this section... Oh, did you have another note for this section? No, that's... Uh, The thought of being kind to enemies was new and startling in a world where revenge was the common form of justice. God not only introduced this idea to the Israelites; he made it law. If a man found a lost animal owned by his enemy, he was to return it at once, even if his enemy might use it to harm him. Jesus, could you imagine that? No, huh. Jesus clearly taught in uh, Luke chapter ten, verses thirty through thirty-seven. To reach out to all people in need, even our enemies. Following the laws of right living is hard enough with friends. When we apply God's laws of fairness and kindness to our enemies, we show how different we are from the world. And we all need that right now. Yes, we do. Um, now, the second part of chapter 23 talks about Sabbath laws, where the Israelites would uh, sow and harvest their fields for six years. Yep. But then on the in the seventh year... Uh, they would let it be so Mm -hmm. the poor could get food from it. And then the the third part of the chapter talks about the three annual festivals the Israelites were to celebrate in honor of God. Now we've talked about the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and that was to be celebrated for seven days as a reminder of when they came out of Egypt. And then the uh, Feast of Harvest, the Israelites were to appear in front of the Lord with the first fruits of their crops. So once again, the best, you know, the yes. best giving. And then the Feast of Ingathering took place at the end of the year when crops were gathered from the fields. And then chapter 23 ends with God's angel preparing the way for the Israelites. I mean, this is, oh, I love this. Yeah. Um, God is clearly laying out everything he will do if the Israelites don't rebel against him. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'd really like to read this part. Exodus chapter 23, verses 20 through 26. Because it's just that visual. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a full lifespan. He's told uh, them right here. He's yeah. told them everything. Yes. And there's also a few things in here that we're going to be reading in in future chapters. And it's like, my goodness. It's just,
0: it's laid out for you guys. It really is. Yeah. Uh, were there any notes here in chapter 23? I have, um, who was the angel that went With the Israelites. Oh, yes. Most likely the angel was a manifestation of God. God is not present in all the angels in this way. Angels are God's created messengers. God chose to make himself known in this special way for a special purpose. God was in the angel in the same way he was present in the pillars of cloud and fire. He is my representative means the essential nature and power of God were made known in this angel. Remember the cloud? Ugh. I mean, I. this was so wonderful. hmm Like they got a little look back, like, oh, remember our cloud and fire? <laughs> there it is again. I would have said that. Robin, remember? Remember? <laughs> How can Here's i forget an angel. i know just a little
1: while back then he was on mount sinai yeah i do remember that yes i
0: mean the, i just loved that i just you know and god
1: also said that he was going to to send the you know terror ahead of him for the enemies and take them all out he, they just had to listen they just had to listen like us oh yeah you know oh yeah um, now, I also had, not all of God's solutions are instantaneous, nor does delay justify inaction. In this case, God's cause would require constant cooperation, persistence, and effort by the Israelites. Success would come step by step.
0: Yeah.
1: And that still applies. Oh, you know, no kidding. You know, you're nothing is going to happen. Well, I mean, of course it could. I mean, God can do anything, but you have to be patient. Oh. It's not just going to be like, boom, all right, done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. It is step by step. Okay, now that's all I had for chapter 23. Okay, me too. You too? Okay. Now, chapter 24. Um, The Lord had Moses and Aaron and 70 of the Israelite elders to come up to the Lord and worship at a distance because only Moses could approach God. Right, yes. Yes and moses wrote down all the words and laws that the lord gave him and presented it to the israelites and they agreed they're like yes we will do everything that that the lord says
0: yes
1: so moses built an altar at the foot of mount sinai and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of israel and moses read the book of the covenant to the people now also in our um in our Bible, it showed the, what is it, St. Catherine Monastery? Isn't that also at the foot of Mount Sinai? I think. And that's still there. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: I know. I know it.
1: Now, Moses, it said in Exodus chapter 24, verse 8, Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words.
0: I Did it say what the blood was from? It's from the animals. He drained half of it, I believe. He did, okay. Yeah, he drained half of the blood out of all of the animals. Okay. And it symbolized, um, it also symbolized the life that was was spared as a result. Of course, the death of the animal that brought forgiveness in the Old Testament was only a temporary provision looking forward to the death of Jesus. I have a little bit more on that. Sure, go ahead. Um, In the ceremony described here, Moses sprinkled half of the blood from the sacrificed animals on the altar to show that the sinner could once again approach it, approach God because something had died in his place. He sprinkled the other half of the blood on the people to show that that the penalty for their sin had been paid and they could be reunited with God. Through this symbolic act, god's promises to israel were reaffirmed and the lessons are taught to us about the future sacrificial death or atonement of jesus christ that's what the book of the covenant was Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so then after that moses and the 70 elders went up mount sinai and you know god was up there and i thought this this was so neat exodus chapter 24 verse 10 uh Partially, it says, under his feet was something like a pavement
0: made of sapphire, clear uh, as the sky itself. I know it. I have that mark, too. Oh. Amazing. That, isn't that be- sound beautiful?
1: It really does. Uh, and then cha- uh, verse 12, the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commands I've written for their instruction. This whole section I just I love. In verses 15 through 18, when Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up on, the, on up the mountain. And he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. So he was up there a while. Oh, yeah. Now, that's all I have for chapter 24. Okay, that's all I had, too. That's all you had, okay. Yes. All right, chapter 25. Now, it said in our notes, before we get started, uh, chapters 25 through 31 record God's directions for building the tabernacle. Okay. Chapter 35, chapters 35 through 39 tell how these instructions were carried out. But what can all these ancient, complicated construction details show us today? First, the high quality of the precious materials making up the tabernacle shows God's greatness and transcendence. Second, the curtain surrounding the most holy place shows God's moral perfection as symbolized by his separation from the common and unclean. Third, the portable nature of the tabernacle shows God's desire to be with his people as they traveled. Fourth, the tabernacle, its furnishings, and the service performed there provide a picture of the atonement that would one day come through Jesus Christ. Mm. So, once again, Jesus is making it clear that he is not some like common Egyptian God. Right. He is different. Yep. And then I just took down some notes because things get very specific in this chapter. Yes. Um, it lays out how the ark should be built. Um, So you have, it's a chest of acacia wood, a lot of pure gold inside and out. The molding, holes were to be made and then uh, remain in the rings. Yep. The ark, um, and it wasn't to be removed. The covenant was to go inside the ark. The atonement cover made of pure gold, and atonement means a reparation for an offense. Um, The two cherubim out of the hammered gold at the ends of the cover, and they are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. They are to be facing each other, looking toward the cover, and then place the cover on top of the ark. And above the cover between the two cherubim, God will meet with Moses and give all his commands for the Israelites. Yes. It's just
0: it just the the detail.
1: Yes. Now, did you have anything in that area? In that? I
0: didn't. I no. didn't have, um, no.
1: In the notes I had, because it talked about the acacia wood. Yes. And it said that those trees flourished in barren regions and were fairly common in Old Testament times. The wood was brownish orange and very hard, making it an excellent material for furniture. And it is still used in furniture making today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the cover of the Ark of the Covenant was called the Atonement Cover. This is where, between the two golden cherubim, or the mighty angels, the presence of God would dwell in a cloud above their outstretched wings. Could you imagine that? Uh, The atonement cover was where the highest and most perfect act of atonement would be made when the high priest would enter the most holy place on the day of atonement to atone for the sins of all the people. Because only the the high priest could go in there once a year. The next part of chapter 25... God tells Moses exactly how the table was to be made and then how the lampstand was to be made and I mean everything was Just, pure gold yes. and it had specific directions. Yes, everything. Everything did. Um that's what I had for chapter 25. How about you? Yeah, that me too. That's, okay. Yeah. All right, chapter 26. It is details
0: about how to construct the tabernacle um did you have any notes on that part i did i had um the most holy place was where god himself dwelt his presence resting on the atonement cover which covered the ark of the covenant only the high priest could enter the most holy place even he could stay even he could only go there once a year to make atonement for sins When Jesus Christ died on the cross, the curtain in the temple, which had replaced the tabernacle, tore from top to bottom, symbolizing our free access to God because of Jesus' death. No longer did people have to approach God only on special days through priests and sacrifices. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) And just that that was made, I think, of goat's hair, wasn't it? The curtains... Was it? Oh, wait. It was made curtains of finely woven linen in deep purple and scarlet thread with skillfully embroidered cherubim. Mm. And there was 10 curtains, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. But um, let me see. I thought there was something made of goat hair. Make 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering. Can you imagine goat hair? No. Like they had to probably get it and then go on that wheel, the, the thing, wheel thing. That wheel uh, thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, embroidering cherubs that took some time, people. And talk about Meg. You know how we we talked about
1: everyone contributes in their yes. own way. Yes. The skilled folks. Yes. Who knew how to do yes. this? Yes. That was their gift.
0: That was their part of the puzzle. Right. For contributing. And like how he had those 12 tribes. Remember each tribe had a craft. Remember? Yes. Like some were like the priests. Some were the woodworkers. Some were the whatever. Right. The smiths. The like blacksmiths. Blacksmiths. Remember that? Yeah. It's just amazing. So they all had their jobs. And see, he did plan this all before. Like, he knew. Yeah. And the time and the Uh, detail and the care
1: that went into all that. You're right, though. I mean, the goat's hair. I mean, goat hair. I mean, the time it took and... Now, I'm not being sassy. I'm really trying to figure this out in my head because I'm I'm not crafty like that. But... What, how does that do you shave a goat to get the goat's hair? I don't hair? know. And then how does it all
0: come together? I could see sheep's being shaved, but not a goat. Okay. That's like shaving one of these pups here. Isn't their hair like that? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of coarse. Yeah. Cause, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know. I've never heard of a goat anything like a goat coat. Okay. No. <laughs> come on. But you know what I mean? Walk into Macy's. Yes. Where yeah. can I find your finest goat coat? Yeah, a goat coat. Are they,
1: do they have a goat coat? Do they have any cherubim on them?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm trying. No. I don't know. That's a skill. That's, that is.
1: That's, that's a long lost skill. Cause I mean, come on. How many people in the world right now know how to make goat clothing? Maybe five. Maybe. It's got to be like. Maybe Appalachian Mountain. Old school country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If anybody does, let us know.
1: Let us know if you know, you or someone you know knows how to make goat wear.
0: Yeah, goat wear. Just like these ducks out here by your house, those geese. I tell my husband, that one that's always looking out for people, looking out, you know, like they cross the road. He was born to do that, I think. Yeah. Because he, you know, don't you think, they don't trade off. They don't say, Joe, I'm going to look now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You guys all cross the road, Joe, I'll look this time. Mm -hmm. It's probably the same goose. Yeah. That's just, that's the job of that goose. Right. Like bees. Yes. Some are burned for going in there. Some are the outdoor people that fan to keep it cool in there. Mm Mm-hmm. But everyone is equally important in their job to get everything done. Yeah if he gets killed well then that was his job yeah he did his job he was in the middle of the road while the babies and mothers and other men Mm. that were lazy didn't help but he did his job i love that's your explanation (laughs) poor thing they're big too and when they get killed it's a big mess on the road you
1: know what for as many geese that we have over in this ponding basin We've never seen a dead one. Thank
0: God. I'm so glad I heard that.
1: I'm thinking maybe
0: because the foxes yeah. get them. Yeah. The foxes live there to say a smorgasbord. How we don't see foxies come out every
1: day eating these these geese and these birds and whatever, I, I don't know. They're
0: like, probably obese. It's a buffet. Uh-huh. They're probably so fat they can only stick their head out of their huts. Like, hey. <laughs> It has you know to what come I mean? right by the hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, I, they have a whole feast. They it, get yeah. eggs, uh, minis, mm-hmm. babies, oh, the yeah. middle teenager, then the ha Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had there. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay, Well,
1: let's move on to chapter 27 then. In the notes, the altar of burnt offering was the first thing the Israelites saw as they entered the tabernacle courtyard. Now, if your Bible doesn't show a picture of it, try to go online, and it will show you really neat pictures of how the the tabernacle and the courtyard were laid out so you have a better idea of of um you know what was going on and what the israelites saw as they uh, as they entered Um, here sacrifices were constantly made its vivid presence constantly reminded the people that they could only come to god by means of the sacrifice it was the only way their sins could be forgiven and taken away in hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 18 jesus christ is portrayed as the ultimate sacrifice This teaches that we are not to seek any other means of having a personal relationship with God. No counseling theory, Eastern mysticism, or modern ideas of spirituality can remove our sin. Jesus is our only high priest today. Put all your confidence in him. It's that God provides exact instructions in building the altar of burnt offering in the first part of the chapter. Then God explains how the courtyard will look. And then, lastly, God explains uh, how the oil for the lampstand will be made and used. Was there anything else in chapter twenty-seven? No, I didn't have. I only had what you had. That's it. Okay. The chapter twenty-eight. I had a lot of notes. Did you Did you have anything in chapter
0: twenty-eight? As I far did as notes? have some. Yes. yes. Um. Uh, I had for twenty-eight one. Um, today, ministers no longer sacrifice animals. Instead, ministers lead us in prayer and teach us about both the benefits and the commandments that characterize our new life as Christians. And then I had something on 28, 6 through 13. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The I Is that ephod? Ephod? Uh-huh was a kind of apron elaborately embroidered with two pieces, back and front, joined at the shoulder with a band at the waist. On each shoulder strap was a stone, and, and each stone had the name, names of six of the twelve tribes of Israel engraved on it. The priest symbol, symbolically. symbolically carried the burden of the whole nation on his shoulders as he represented them before God. Mm. I just loved that. Like you know, that was a lot, like but the symbolism of that all on his shoulders.
1: Yes. And another example of if it's not in your Bible, look online and you'll find pictures of what the the entire priest garment looked
0: like. Okay. And it's 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 amazing. It's very regal. It really is. I thought these stones on his chest too don't they represent the 12 tribes? I believe so. Isn't that where the 12 tribes were? it yeah. was on the chest? The th- yeah. But, yeah. All 12 were on his chest, but then he has them inscribed on his shoulders. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I had... God was
1: teaching his people how to worship him. To do so, he needed ministers to oversee the operation of the tabernacle and to help the people maintain their relationship with God. These men were called priests and Levites, and they could only be members of the tribe of Levi. Chapters 28 and 29 give some details about priests. Not only was a priest from the tribe of Levi, but he also was a descendant of Aaron, Israel's first high priest. So that was Moses' brother. Priests had more responsibilities than Levites. As high priest, Aaron was in charge of all the priests and Levites. The priests performed the daily sacrifices, maintained the tabernacle, and counseled the people on how to follow God. They were the people's representatives before God, and thus were required to live worthy of their office. Jesus is now our high priest. Daily sacrifices are no longer required because he sacrificed himself on the cross for our sins. And then you talked about the the ministers. Yes, Yeah. that's
0: so good.
1: You know, then they also talked about the the breast piece. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what that is. Yeah, the 12 stones, or the 12 tribes. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how long it took them to to get dressed and put all that on. I know. It just seems very intricate and, and delicate. And is it hot? I would imagine so. Is it hot there? I would guess. They're in the desert? But maybe it gets really cold at night. Maybe. I don't know. Now, I wanted to go over this, because I remember when we first read this part in the Bible, we were very curious. Okay. So I am remember this Exodus chapter 28 verses 29 and 30. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he will bear the names of the sons of Israel over his heart on the breastpiece of decision as a continuing memorial before the Lord. Also, put the Urim and the Thummim Thummim, in the breastpiece so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus, Aaron will always bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. Now, in the notes, it said the Urim and the thumum were used by the priests to make decisions. These names mean curses and perfections and refer to the nature of God, whose will they revealed. Now, we were very curious because it seems... It like mystical. Seem, like, yeah. Yes. It seems mystical. It doesn't seem like they're totally depending on, on God, but it says that it, they are depending on God. Yeah. I found there was an article, and I will put a link to it, it, it from bible.org, that kind of speaks about it because no one truly knows how it all
0: worked. Some okay. people
1: say that it that the those two pieces lit up so God would light it up to whatever his answer would be. But it's just kind of curious.
0: Yeah, we were very. But nowhere did, did we see where it was kind
1: of a mystical thing. No, never. No, it was always a, a holy
0: decision. Yeah.
1: Because it was almost like, not
0: dice or... Yeah, it was rolling. so... Yeah. Oh, I remember that now. Remember
1: how how we were yeah. like, what's going on with what that? What is this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I will I will leave that link. And then, you know, it talks about the chest piece and, and the nature and the importance of it, the symbolism of it. Um, you know, it talked about its beauty, you know, how, how it related to the, the 12 tribes of Israel and how the high priest was the representative of God to Israel. But yeah, that's all I had for chapter 28. How about you? I didn't have any more for 28. Okay. So last up chapter 29, uh, chapter 29, I started with notes, but did you, did you want to read anything? No,
0: go right ahead. I'm good.
1: Why did God set up the priesthood? God had originally intended that his chosen people be, quote unquote, kingdom of priests, with both the nation as a whole and each individual dealing directly with God. The people's sin prevented this from happening because a sinful person is not worth to approach a perfect God. God then appointed priests from the tribe of Levi and set up the system of sacrifices to help the people approach him. He promised to forgive the people's sins if they would offer certain sacrifices administered by the priests on behalf of the people. Through these priests and their work, God wished to prepare all people for the coming of Jesus Christ, who would once again offer a direct relationship with God for anyone who would come to him. But until Christ came, the priests were the people's representatives before God. Through this Old Testament system, we can better understand the significance of what Christ did for us. Um, then the Lord told Moses how Aaron and his sons must be consecrated in order to serve as priests, and it was that was a very specific
0: process oh boy, as well. Boy, no kidding! Um, Put the blood, get the fat. Yes, that was like, yeah, two kidneys and the fat. They had to lay hands on the ram and yeah, the blood on the altar. And that
1: ceremony went on for seven
0: days. Yeah. That was a long thing. Yeah.
1: Um, in Exodus chapter 29 verses 36 and 37, uh, in part it says, Afterward cleanse the altar by purifying it. Make it holy by anointing it with oil. Purify the altar and consecrate it every day for seven days. After that the altar will be absolutely holy and whatever touches
0: it will become holy. So I guess they really clean that pup up. Yeah. Wonder who did that? The women. I don't know. It
1: doesn't. Well, I know. You think just a whole crew of women came into? Yeah, I don't
0: know. You never know. I but then you wonder were women allowed in there like that? You know what I mean?
1: Were the women allowed to offer sacrifices, or was it only men? Well, that would be not. I mean, kind
0: of unfair. Yeah, I think it was the women too. Yeah, it had to be the women. Yeah, because they had to give their sacrifices. Hmm. I don't know. I had a little note on that. Please, yes. It says, Why were there such detailed rituals in connection with these sacrifices? A centralized standardized form of worship prevented problems of belief, which could arise from individuals creating their own worship practices. Also, it differentiated the Hebrews from the pagan Canaanites. They would meet in the Promised Land. By closely following God's instructions, the Hebrews could not possibly join the Canaanites in their immoral religious practices. Finally, it showed Israel that God was serious about his relationship with them. Um, Did you have another note? I did. Go for it. Yes. Notice the overwhelming emphasis on the holiness of God. The priests, the clothes, the tabernacle, and the sacrifices had to be clean and consecrated, prepared to meet God. In In contrast, today we tend to take God for granted, rushing into worship and treating Him with almost casual disregard. But we worship the Almighty Creator and Sustainer of the universe. Remember that profound truth when you pray or worship and come before him with reverence and repentance. Mm. You know, I can see people, to me, that's somebody that when they go to church, they're going just for someone to see them. Mm. Like, they're really not even going to church. It's kind of like a social event. Mm. Don't you? Well, sure. I think
1: there's definitely those folks that that's why they go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I want to be someone that, you know, like I talk to him during the day. Mm-hmm. And Some days I don't. And some months I've went without. But I want to be like that, like how you are, like just being by him and talking. And when I see people, talk with them. And maybe if someone needs prayer or if I feel led to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. We all have our thing. Well, no, we do, and that's my yeah. point.
1: Everyone everyone,
0: does it differently. Right. It doesn't have to be sitting in a church mm-hmm. and sitting there, which I feel fed there, but not everybody does, you mm-hmm. know. And But what I love is talking to people that need, and they start to cry or they really need to be heard. Mm. Some people just need to be loved on. You know? Yeah, that's true. That is true. And they just need a tender, tender voice. Because
1: they may not have one in their life. No. Which is so sad, but I think that's just the truth of of life. Some people don't have a loving voice in their life.
0: No. Like this, like negative and you know so they need that Mm -hmm. so you know if there
1: are times where like if I notice something and I didn't like I know in my heart I didn't do something in the situation I'm like you know what Lord give me another situation like that so I can kind of make up
0: for it see yeah and we've all done that Yeah. yeah I know it's okay
1: It is. So let's finish up with chapter 29. All right. Exodus chapter 29, verses 42 through 46. These burnt offerings are to be made each day from generation to generation. Offer them in the Lord's presence at the tabernacle entrance. There I will meet with you and speak with you. I will meet the people of Israel there in the place made holy by my glorious presence. Yes, I will consecrate the tabernacle and the altar. And I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then I will live among the people of Israel and be their God, and they will know that I am the Lord their God. I am the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I could live among them. I
0: am the Lord their God. And that's basically what I had. Yes. Did you have anything else? I had one more note that said um, God shows us that He is not an absentee landlord. He wants to live among us, even in our hearts. Do not exclude God from your life. Allow Him to be your God as you obey His word and communicate with Him in prayer. Let Him be your resident landlord. That was a lot of good stuff. It really
1: was. Let's give some information out. Um, if you want it, once again, I look at you and I don't know. I why. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if we're on Facebook, facebookcom study. Our email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19, at gmail.com, and the website mybasicbiblestudy.com, and you can find all of the links there.
0: Next time, yes,
1: we are going to be reading Exodus chapters
0: 31 through 34. Okay, are we skipping 30? Oh, you know what? Thank you very much, because we did <laughs>
1: You know what? Forget 30.
0: Yeah, it's not important. It's not important. Thank you very much. Yes, 30 through 34. Yes, and if I could say that you post some really nice um, little quotes or little tidbits on Facebook, if they would like to look them up, because they really... Some days, if I've had hard days and I see that, it just makes my day. Really? Yes, so if they'd like to look that on Facebook, it's really... I mean, they really have helped me some days, so thank you for posting this. Oh, those. well, yes. that's awesome. Yes, thank you.
1: I'm going to borrow your pen for a yes, sec. Yes, there you go. Because apparently, we're just
0: skipping chapter
1: 30. 30 through 34. There's something
0: in there the devil doesn't want you to see. In chapter 30? Yeah, I know it. Ooh. Yeah,
1: mm, mm, mm. Yes, so we will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us, and we just, you have a blessed week. Yes. God bless you all.